hey, well, has this been a, a week for us or, or, or what? And some of you are saying, man, I don't even want to go there. This has been a challenging one. And if you're watching the news, it's, been, it's just been a real tough thing to see. It's, it's, it's like now thing after thing after thing. And it's, it's like this year, 2020. Can, can we have a do-over? I mean, can we do this whole year over? Uh, but the Bible says this, in the midst of all we're going through, God has given us everything we need for life and godliness. What a, what a great promise. I mean, he's given us everything we need for life, on how to live life and how we're supposed to live it, and also for godliness, living the life that the way God would really, really want. And in a sense, what God has said to us in that, in that verse, in fact, in everything he says, to those of us who believe, you've got this. I mean, you've got this, no matter how bad 2020 is or how bad 2021 gets. You've got this. You have everything you need for life and godliness. And what we're going to talk about is pretty appropriate for life um, right now with everything happening with the protests and, and, and even the riots and all the stuff that's happening and the weariness we have of COVID-19. We're going to spend a few moments talking about loving each other. Hey, can we just take a second and pray? Um, God, thank you now for these moments we have to hear from you and your word. And um, I pray you'd give me the right words to say. And Lord, because of the things that we've heard in music and song and worship and now what I say, our lives would be different and changed. And we thank you for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, if you, if you Google love, you get 13 billion results. Not 13 million, you get 13 billion. And as I was scrolling through all 13 billion of them, as I was scrolling through, one caught my eye, and it's actually called the Dr. Love Love Calculator. And it is so cool. I mean, this is really great. You type in, what you do is, is, is you type in a name in this space, and then you type in another name in this space, and it will actually calculate the chances of this relationship working out. It's, it's got to be all scientific or something like that. But just think, there's no more worries about dating. You know, there's no more worries about going out. All you have to do is type in a name here, and you have to type in a name here, and you're going to get on the other side of this equation, the percentage of all this relationship being as, as good as it can be. So I tried it out, you know, so I, I typed here, I typed, I typed Paul, and then I typed here Lisa, and, 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 and the chances of this relationship working are 21%. And I thought, 21%. I thought, really? Have we been, like, fooling each other for all these years? And so I thought, well, I, I type in another name. And, and, and one time we had a dog. This is a great dog. I love this dog. So I typed in Paul here. And I typed in Copper, the name of our, of our dog. And the chances of the relationship working are 54%. And I'm thinking, no, I've got more chances with my dog than I do with my wife. And, and I thought, okay, okay. I typed in this. I typed in Paul, and I typed in nobody. And the chances of a relationship with nobody working is 86% love. Jesus said this, As I have loved you, so you must love one another. 
The Bible lists things we need to add into our lives to live life right. And it says, make every effort to add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge self-control and self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love. It's at the very top. It's the things that you build towards love. The Bible says this, I will show you the best thing to do. And that, of course, is love. And a few things I I would just love to share um, with you about love. First of all, the best use of my life is love. The very best use of my life is love. I got got a text from a friend um, um, this morning asking me, what is your definition of success? Now, now I got the text at 6.30 in the morning, and I wanted to reply, my definition of success is being able to sleep in in the morning. But I didn't say that because he's a good friend, and it's actually a good question. And so I, I gave it some thought, and, and, I, and, I, and I typed back, it depends on what success is. It depends an awful lot. If it's baseball, I guess success would be hitting 300 and making the all-star team. If it's baking, maybe it's being able to do a baked Alaska or a souffle. If it's mountain climbing, then I would guess success might be um, Mount, Mount Everest. But then I began to try and give it some thought. And overall, I guess I would say success is making the best use of your life. That would be my definition of success. Making the very best use of your life. The Bible says this, make love your aim. And there it is. Your aim is love. Jesus was asked, what is the most important commandment? And he said this, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. You love God with with everything you've got. He says this is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like it, meaning not just kind of similar in what it's saying. It means it is just as important as the first. The second is like it. You love your neighbor as yourself. Two things, loving God and loving others. So if you really honestly wanted to define success, if success is making the best use of your life, Jesus would say making the best use of your life is loving God and loving others. The Bible is so clear that God puts you on earth to do two things, learn to love God and learn to love other people. And and that means, again, if you are prioritizing putting God into your life and learning to love him more and focusing on that and prioritizing and putting energy into loving others, you will be a success. You are a success. Um, If you get that, you've got life. So honestly, the best use of life is going to be love. Now, now the the second thing I want to share is really the biggest problem of love is me. Now, I wanted to sometimes, I wanted to say the biggest problem uh, of, of love is others because others can be sometimes very, very hard, hard to love. Um, others are not always that lovable. Um, and sometimes, I, I kind of feel sometimes people are almost like raccoons, you know, like raccoons, and, 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 
And when we first moved here to Half Moon Bay, I thought, this is so cool. I live in a place that has raccoons, you know. And at first, raccoons look nice and cute. But then you find out there is nothing likable about a raccoon. There's, there's nothing. And, and people can sometimes be like that. At first, they look nice and cute. And sweet. But once you get to know them a little bit, you realize, man, that person is really, really hard to love. And if people are a pain and not very lovable, then how come the biggest problem of love is me? Why not them? It's because the issue of love is self. Self is, is where love originates. We don't love because the other person is lovely. Um, love is not based on the loveliness of other people. It's based on me and my determination to care and to love them. I've told you that when I'm helping a couple plan a wedding, I ask, okay, okay, you know, this is always the last, last premarital session before the, the ceremony. I said, you know, do you have any special passages you want me to read? It's always, yeah, 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 yeah. And we kind of want that, that, that part in the Bible that talks about love. Love is this, love is that. And I say, 1 Corinthians 13. And they say, yeah, 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 that one. And so, they, you know, they come down the aisle and they stand there and they're all googly-eyed, you know, on this one. And, 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 I, and I, I can read it and, and I pronounce them man and wife and boom, you know, they're married. And, 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 and I don't blame them for realizing what I said in 1 Corinthians 13 because they are just so in love, you know, it's all wonderful. Um, I don't blame them for not realizing all the words. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. And, and, and when you take it, you know, word by word, and when you take it even phrase by phrase, um, it's not dealing with an ideal, you know, bliss-filled, smoochy-woochy kind of relationship. When it says patience, the term patience means putting up with. And it, it kind of means that the other person is a pain at this point in time. And you've got to put up with them. You've got to endure what they're, what, what they're like. It says it does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. And if love keeps no record of wrongs, that means there's going to be what happening in the relationship? It means there's going to be wrongs happening. Not easily angered means there's going to be things that happen that are going to tick you off. And all of a sudden, we find that this whole love chapter is not about the ideal, blissful, smoochy-woochy, lovey-dovey type of a situation. Is talking about the reality of two raccoon people that are now together. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. Even though things aren't going right, it hopes. It always perseveres. Love never fails. And this is a love that comes not from the loveliness of the other person, it comes from within, comes within us. And this is a love that endures and will last for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer. It is a self-generated type of love coming from within. And this is not just for marriages. It's talking about love for people. And with all the stuff that's been going on this week, what is our response? Our best response will always be love. Not our political opinions, not our political sides. It's love for people. 
Bible says, Now about your love for one another, we don't even need to write to you, for you have been taught by God to love each other. That means that love for, for a believer is a real thing that God has shown us. He teaches us. We understand his love because Jesus came down and died for us when we were not particularly lovely. So, so when it says love never fails, it means this. You cannot, you can't stop me from loving you. You can't. You can't stop me from loving you. I know that sounds like an Elvis song, but it's not. It's true. Love is, is, is not on you. It's on me. It's not based on you. It's based on me. You can't stop me from loving you no matter what you do. Okay, the best use of my life is love. The biggest problem of love is me. The next is the, the, the best time to love is now. Some things in your life you can procrastinate on, not this. Never postpone showing love, never, never. Don't wait till tomorrow, don't wait till later, don't wait till someday, not one of these days, not soon. Whatever you intend to do, however you can show love, show it now. The Bible says we should help people whenever we can. It says use every chance you have for doing good. So I guess the question is, who do you need to show love to today? Who is it? The Bible says this, whenever you possibly can, do good to those who need it. Never tell your neighbors to wait until tomorrow if you can help them now. Don't wait. Do it. Do it now. Who do you need to call? Who do you need to email? And, and, and I know this. I believe this. God specifically put people around you, and he puts people around you and in your life so that you can show love to them. God specifically puts people in your life. And the main reason he puts them into your life is so that you can show love to them because that's what life is about and that's what success is. It's If the best use of your life is love, then understand the people in your office, I guess if you can remember who they are, um, God put them there for you to show love to them. And when you go back to work, you love them. Black Americans who are angry and frustrated at the system, God wants you to show what? To show, show love. People of, of, of all color, no color, every color, who are frustrated, and I don't care if you believe that, that they are wrong or if they're right, they're feeling it, and it doesn't matter our opinions, we love. We're called to love, to love and to listen. And your neighbor, you know, God moved you into your neighborhood, into your house, not because the realtor gave you some great deal on it. It's actually because God wanted you in that place to show love to your neighbor. On this side and on this side and that side and there and there and behind you. Um, the one who, who never weeds her yard and the weeds keep blowing into yours or is nosy. God put them there for you to love them for one purpose. And your success is not paying off your mortgage in 15 years. Your success is the love that you show 
to the people around you. I, I, I don't know. You know, I, I, I kind of quit paying attention to the news because it's just, it's just nothing but political. And, and, and now I'm giving up looking at Facebook. Why? Because it's become too political. Could we, I just, could we for this week not post or repost anything political? Can we post and repost only things that are loving? You know, why you love your friend, why, why you love your spouse, why you love your family, why you love your pastor, <laughs> why you love God. Post those things. I, I, I love this verse. I love this one. We love because he first loved us. I mean, isn't that cool? I, I can't think of a more simple way to put it. We love because he, God, he, Jesus, first, first loved us. That's why we love. Now, now, now we've asked you to uh, take a few moments prior to the service to prepare at home the elements of the Lord's Supper. And, and, and right now, um, we're going to do that together. You know, we have people all over the coast side, all over the peninsula, all over the Bay Area, even, even, people, even people internationally that will be doing this together with you. And, and we're going to sing a song um, to kind of help you prepare your heart for this. But as we sing, remember his love for us, his love for us. Um, that's the bread and that's the cup. They're there for us to remember. The bread symbolizes Jesus' body. God entered into time and space and took on human flesh. And when Jesus said, this is my body, that's what he was, that's what he was referring to. I came down. And Jesus said, remember, I loved you that much. And again, we love because he first loved us. The cup you're going to be taking symbolizes his blood. Not only did Jesus teach incredible things to us, but sin needs to be paid for. And Jesus said, I'll do it for you because I love you that much. Remember, we love because he what? He first loved us. Jesus said this, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for his friends. And he did. He had the greatest love for us. Would you pray with me before the worship team leads us in a song? Right now, if you have anything against anybody would you would you just deal with it hatred anger unforgiveness when I say deal with it I, I don't mean to get rid of it on your own because if you do it on your own you would have what I mean is going to God and saying God I, 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 I need help here I ask you by faith to give me the love needed to forgive. 
and, and, and not just to forgive, but to actively love, to feel a love, to be able to see that person the way that you see them. Father, I want to take the Lord's Supper clean and right before you now. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down life for your friends. And I guess, Jesus, you are calling me and us your friends because that's what you did. And now we will take these elements and we will remember. And we thank you.